Welcome to the San Antonio Baptist Association. You're listening to a Sabbath Teams podcast. Welcome. Hello, my name is Steve Payne. I am the Community Impact Coordinator for the San Antonio Baptist Association. Today, uh, we are going to be talking about sex trafficking. And I want to thank you for tuning into this. This is a month that's all about community impact. And uh, we want you to thank you for being here. Uh, today we are going to have two young ladies that are going to be talking about sex trafficking. Uh, and, but before we begin with that, I, I would like to, uh, Bishop Brent Bryant uh, to give us a word of prayer. Our God and our Father, in the name of Jesus, we come before your throne of grace. We thank you for this day, this opportunity uh, to meet with these, your servants. And we pray, God, that uh, during this conversation, Father, that uh, out of it comes a blessing not only for this organization, but also for Saba and for our city. And we pray this prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Our two young ladies today is uh, Jennifer Rodriguez and Kaylee Golden. And I'd like both of them to introduce themselves and talk a little bit about how they got started with this organization. Hi, my name is Jennifer Rodriguez, and I'm the executive director of Luminary Ministries. And how we started in this, um, I guess it started um, a while back for me um, in my 20s, just having, um, being a teen parent myself, um, we, God just put a heart for me for teen parents and also for um, kids aging out of the foster care system and seeing the support that is needed um, as a young parent and and for those that don't have families. And so I've really seen what God has done in my life as a teen parent and even my son who is a worship leader at one of the fastest growing churches in San Antonio and seeing that when you impact the life of a young person, it doesn't just change the, um, your generation or that generation. It changes the, the next generation and forward. And so that's how I got started. Okay. My name is Kylie Golden. I actually met um, Jen through Youth for Christ uh, Parent Life. I was a teen mom myself. So she actually brought me in to this new ministry. We're doing Luminary Ministry, and I'm actually the lead worship and creative director there. So um, my, my vision on that part is uh, music innovation, um, providing uh, production classes and just community for, for people who struggle with mental health issues and from failed family support systems. And, yeah. Good. Well, uh, Jennifer, could you tell us uh, in, in terms of your mission and your vision uh, for Luminary? So our um, mission is for the foundation is, of course, the gospel of sharing the gospel with these young, um, at-risk um, young adults and teenagers. But also, to um, we know that they also need support in other areas. And so we want to... Um, sorry. Okay. <laughs> um, we want to be able to um, provide support um, to these young people by bringing wraparound services to them. And so um, addressing t um, areas such as financial literacy and education success. We also want to hit on domestic violence. It's um, The numbers are really high of percentages of youth that and young adults that are in domestic violence. And so it's even something that the city is looking at in a collaborative 
way of working with organizations and and schools of how can they prevent um, domestic violence and then ultimately too also sex trafficking we know that in our country sex trafficking the numbers are on the rise and so it's something that we really want to address within our organization and so our thing is to bring community around them and be able to um, provide um, resources and the gospel um, to be successful. And what we envision in the future is we, what we want is to bring, um, to create a community hub for them. And so where we bring other nonprofits and ministries and agencies, and we have it under one roof providing these services, um, and they're able to receive it in come kind of like a one-stop shop, mm -hmm. you know. And so that is our vision for Luminary, that we would see um, a community come around them and be a support for them. Well, one of the uh, subjects that you and I have kind of talked about was individuals aging out of the foster care system. Uh, could you tell us a little bit more about that? Yes, yeah, so on sex trafficking, one of the most vulnerable population for sex trafficking is those aging out of the foster care system. And even those that are in the foster care system, 60 to 80% of those kids that are in the foster care system or aging out of the foster care system will end up in some sort of sex trafficking, whether it's a minor situation um, or full-blown into prostitution. So when they're, they're coming out, are they being attacked by um, people on the street, like, you know, pimps? And, yeah. And so actually there's um, certain ways. There's a traditional way of, like, um, you know, a pimp luring them in by buying them gifts and, and lavishing them and, and doing all the traditional things that, you know, like... It's usually the stereotype of how a pimp lures, uh, you know, them into that. But there's also an interesting thing that has been happening is that um, they're using the young girls that they already have in the sex trafficking to go into group homes into foster cares or even meeting them in the foster care homes. And um, it primarily happens in group homes where they're, um, the girls are going in and they're luring these girls to be runaways. And so they run away and then the traffickers get them. And, and so, and believe it or not, the age that they start is 12 years old. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. Uh, one of the things also that uh, kind of concerns me is the fact that in terms of how you and your organization uh, have the ability to uh, to uh, contact these, these children and uh, how, how are you helping them? So it's really us partnering. That's what I think the only way that we're able to make change in our community is partnering with other agencies that are working with foster care kids that know that they're aging out and making those partnerships to be able to say, hey, we want to bring a community around them. One thing that uh, what interested Luminary, we primarily, um, when we were thinking and dreaming about Luminary, we were thinking about teen parents and the young adult parents. One of the things that really tugged at our heartstring was the foster. We have seen kids in the foster care system, and can you imagine being 18 years old and being released and you have nothing? You have no family. The only thing you know is institution. You know, like how lonely that must feel. No wonder they're vulnerable. You know, there's no support. There's there's nothing. 
I have three boys, and they're all in their early 20s. And even now, I have to guide them and steer them to be like, no, you know, not making those decisions, but... But imagine not having that. Yeah. Yeah. And so um, that's where we're able to create a protectiveness by partnering with other agencies and telling them, hey, we want we want those kids. We want to create a community around them. We want to be their family. And so, yeah. Well, Kelly, uh, can you tell us a little bit about your experience and how you got involved with uh, Luminary? Yeah, so um, I'm more of the music side, like I said. I started making music when I was like nine, um, and I, I didn't really have the greatest childhood. I used it kind of as like an escape. Um, and it always just brought a lot of healing to me. Um, and I've always done music, you know. <clears throat> I'm kind of like a new, new into ministry and new convert, I guess. So my music wasn't really revolved around... Um, you know, the gospel or God or the prophetic. But um, I guess within this past few years, I I started just getting this. As I've gotten closer to my faith, I've started um, realizing, you know, God's vision and my calling. And it, it revolves around music and using this music to heal people that have gone through a similar trauma through family. Um, my main focus is depression, anxiety, um, mental health stuff. Um, I just know a lot of people, especially younger generations mainly, um, uh, that just the family dynamics nowadays, they're just not really healthy. Um, there's a lot of toxicity and I guess that leads into not being prepared as a young adult either. Um, so through this ministry, I, I got involved with Jen, and I told her what I want to do. Um, she was down with it, and <laughs> so, I mean, it's going to, what I'm going to be doing, I'm I'm forming an album. Um, I'm going to be using these original songs as our content for our worship nights and after, before our Bible studies, uh, and then we're going to be doing worship events where we're going to have, um, eventually we'll have some life skill classes where I'll, I'll be bringing in guest people to teach them how to produce or maybe even guitar lessons, songwriting, stage presence, um, even just surrounding it by God, like what is what is their purpose in doing it and using these worship event nights, we want them to show that off and just put it out there for the world and mainly just bring healing to these people and I'm just so excited to... Um, just get it all started. Right. Yeah, all right. That's wonderful. Mm-hmm. Well, keeping the gospel uh, as the foundation, Jennifer, is one of the, uh, the things that uh, Luminary is all about. Um, you and I talked about your journey with, with the Lord. Uh, could you tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah, so um, I was born and raised in the church, um, but in my teen years, um, I ended up being a teen parent. And um, I think I had growing up, um, even though I know the Lord was always with me, I think I had um, religion and not relationship. And that was very key in, in my struggle of my identity and really looking for love in all the wrong places and ending up a teen parent. 
By the time I was 21, I already had three boys and I was in an abusive relationship. And um, I came from a healthy family and, you know, and I remember the shame too because I grew up in the church. And so being a teen, imagine being a teen parent and you grew up in the church, the shame that you carry, right? And, and so... Um, the marriage ended and I ended up being a single parent and I remember the Lord clearly taking me through a journey. I lost my grandfather who was very much loved the Lord and I remember in my in my um, young wisdom like oh I'm gonna go to church and I'm just gonna I'm gonna go to his church because I just wanted I looked at, we loved my grandfather so much and and so um, I did and did I know that the Lord would capture my heart in a way that, you know, there's no turning back when the Lord captures Absolutely. your heart. Amen. And so um, he captured my heart. And ever since then, he's put a fire for for him and for the ministry and really just seeking out a generation of like, I, and that's how God has impacted my life. I know that he has the same plans for these teen parents' life. And God, because I became a teen parent, that didn't mean my purpose changed. God had my purpose all Amen. along. And he was like, we're just going to, we're. I'm going to walk with you till you fulfill your purpose and like get you back on track. And, and that's what the Lord did. And I really feel that for these teen parents, Kylie will know I am persistent <laughs> with them and, and pursuing them because the Lord pursued me, you know, and, and I don't believe in throwaway kids. I don't. And so I really believe that the Lord has a plan for them. It's the Jeremiah twenty nine eleven, right? That He has our future. And so um, just walking with the Lord. I've been doing ministry since I was about 23. Um, so and um, just walking with the Lord. And um, I was with a great organization in San Antonio Youth for Christ where I got a lot of training and a lot of wisdom and knowledge. And then the Lord said, okay, you're on your, you're, you're moving. And, um, and it was a great opportunity, um, to be able to serve not only teen parents, but young adults and kids that age out of the foster care system. And, um, and we really are excited of what God planted in our heart. And as for, as far as that boy that I had at 17, I mentioned earlier, like he's a worship leader and, and the way that God uses him to bring people into the presence of God. And he truly had a very young age. This is what, the best treasure that the Lord could give you. At a very young age, I saw my son learn that his father was in, is God. And he captured that in such a way that he truly believes like it, all things are possible through him. So, yeah. That's fantastic. Well, you know, there's one... One other thing I just want to ask you really, really quick. Uh, there are many organizations here in San Antonio, uh, and uh, some of them are targeting some of the same uh, clients and people that you are. What makes Luminary uh, an impact that is different from the other organizations in San Antonio? So. I think what makes us different is that we know that we can't do it alone. It's a collaborative. Mm -hmm. 
So we need the church, we need the organizations, we need the ministries, we need everybody. If we're going to change our city, we need partnerships, and we need true collaboratives. And Luminary is a collective of organizations and ministry wanting to see change. It's been, we failed our kids way too long, and we need, we need to step up as a body and, and serve our kids. Amen. Thank you so much. This is just uh, one of maybe three that we're going to do because it's such a big topic and there's so many things that uh, a lot of our churches do not know. And main thing is, is the awareness. They need to know what's going on in, in San Antonio. And we'll talk about that in, in part two, a little bit more about what you've talked about. Uh, but as, as we've got to close on time right now, and, and I want to thank you all for tuning in. Uh, to Sabbath Teams podcast, uh, where we've touched on the topic of uh, really sex trafficking, and and that's one of the things that we really need to know because it's kind of the hidden thing that that nobody knows about it, but we need to be aware of what's going on. So once again, I want to thank you, uh, and, and God bless. Thank you for listening to this edition of the Sabbath Teams podcast. We look forward to continuing our conversation next time in hopes of better connecting, encouraging, and supporting churches for kingdom impact.